trusting all of life, trusting the messages that come. Like you, if you specifically watch who comes into your field at what time instead of future tripping into like, what can you create through your ambition and your intellect and your mind and you receive what is here now in this moment and you're actually content to have it. That's a big one that I'm still fine tuning then you can receive from life as your teacher and then there's this deep exchange between you and the world and i feel like that's where like happiness and fulfillment actually lives and being a student of what you're here for in life but i that takes a lot of faith to believe that life itself even in the pitfalls is benevolent to you and wants your soul to grow from that and I didn't have that before the situation. It was more about kind of selfish of why I, wa I wanted to be altruistic and such, but I wanted to have my own needs met. Welcome to the Life is a Healing Journey podcast by yours truly, Anushka, with a C. This podcast explores how you can create a true healthy lifestyle and live your life to the fullest in the face of any circumstance by healing and balancing your mind, body, spirit. If you are someone that's been dealing with disharmony in any area of your life and you are committed to seeking harmony, this podcast is for you. Let's start healing. Hello, hello, everybody. We have our guest number two, Michelle Coutinho, and I am so excited to have her here with us. Michelle is a healer like myself, more so a shamanic healer, a songstress, vocal alchemy, and an embodiment coach. She helps budding healers, seekers, and practitioners to attune to a deeper resonance within themselves through connecting with higher wisdom, rich vocal embodiment, deepening energy and presence, as well as owning their own personal power. Ah, I love it because I really feel like it seems our soul's purposes are really in perfect alignment. And so I'm not surprised that we somehow ended up being Facebook friends, even though we don't really know each other. Right? Isn't that amazing? How oh, that it's amazing. So yeah, please, if you'd like to introduce yourself and well, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Anything so I missed. I uh, know. I, I mean, I've, I've been doing really healing work all my life. My, I grew up with a, with a Jewish Orthodox father who got more Jewish and Orthodox uh, as the time went on. And my mother was uh, raised Catholic, but tarot cards and astrology and New Age books and really, really philosophical and practical and grounded at the same time. Like when I talk about channeling and guides and stuff, she's like, oh, it's a little much for me, but but really opened me up to really being a good person and doing spirituality like my whole life, like high school took me to Barnes and Noble. We saw Ram Dass's Be Here Now and was like, she was like, oh, here, we're listening to Power of Now in the car, Eckhart Tolle. So I really have her to thank for being on this spiritual journey. And I feel like I feel like who I am as a soul, obviously, like incarnated into that family with the deep spiritual tones for a reason, because that's what would help me do my work, which I'm uncovering as I go the depths of the layers. I think we all are a little Absolutely. bit, even though those of us who are guides are like, wow, like, what am I doing? Wow. <laughs> like, wow, all the time. Yeah. And that's, I mean, again, right. Life is a healing journey. And that's exactly 100%. what you just like, described it as. 
I love it. That's amazing. I wish I discovered this stuff way back then. (laughs) And of course, it's all perfect. I feel like we're on our own path and discovery of everything. And so that said, I know that since you've actually been in this realm and whatnot throughout your life, so I wouldn't really say you have an auto, you had like this autopilot life of uh, living beforehand, right? So it wasn't really any of that. But when you asked me originally in about autopilot, um, something clicked for me mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And so this is going to sound kind of weird, but I'm going to just say what the truth of what it is. Um, I, my autopilot wake up was being naive. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's so weird because I know I'm talking to like an audience of people who don't know me, but I see myself. I have like this deep old soul crone wisdom and that's does a lot of the teaching work but on the polar opposite i'm this like sweet sweet little girl like sweet like i don't have i'm not like egoy competitive i experience a lot of it because of the voltage of what i hold in like the multi-dimensional and so that on this earth plane is threatening so there's groups of women in sisterhood and who i am as a leader and so i've been attacked so much in this lifetime and also in other lifetimes and my most popular meditation was releasing the witch wound and i released that in like 2021 2020 um and it went viral on insight timer and different things like that but i really have firsthand experienced the pain of what it is to have a lot of compassion. I just saw it, total segue, but I'm gonna just truncate this, um, with the Dalai Lama. Now, a lot of people in Western yoga culture, my friends on Facebook and everybody, were like, the Dalai Lama's a pedophile. This is terrible, blah, 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 all these things. And I was heartbroken, two reasons. One, I have deep, um, I have like deep transmissions of Tibetan consciousness and wisdom, and it's been, a huge gift for me on my path and I have great spirit like great reverence for that tradition so m- the fact that a bunch of yogic people who were taking look I'm on like a platform all of a sudden <laughs> the fact that a bunch of westerners were taking something that they take these are yoga teachers people who take eastern modalities and use them for their own businesses and practices were so slanderous to a whole group of people they know nothing about and then what broke my heart on top of that deeper is that they couldn't actually see true compassion when they saw it. So there were other footages that nobody paid attention to of the parents and the kid and being interviewed afterwards, being like, we are so grateful that the Dalai Lama blessed us and he played with me with the tongue and thank you, thank you. And and all the people in our country were like, they made a judgment, they presumed, and they just like ran down the street with on fire with that like flag and i was like i really had a little bit i did did a big defending thing and i really had a bit of a breakdown my nervous system that week was very very heavy because even so much now that that just bubbled that story bubbled out of me in like minutes right i guess it needed to be spoken because it it made me think of this the jesus story which I, i grew up jewish so that wasn't like a part of my my homecoming culture but imagine a being who's bringing compassion to the earth and then gets crucified by the people who are he's who you're supposed to help you know and so that was my wake up to be honest i'm not a perfect person mm. i do have an ego i have vengeful thoughts all the things I've, so I've made deep mistakes 
And I will err on the side of innocence and, and giving more than I will in the way that I see other people are snarky with each other, strategic with each other, passive aggressive. These are all things I had to learn. I didn't even know. I, my, I, I'm not wired that way. I'm wired for compassion and like truth and squishiness and holding. I can be like, I'm, I'm, if somebody crosses me, I can be fierce. I have a warrior archetype. That's not what I'm, so I understand that, but it's for justice and integrity. It's not like to get, I, I, I came in with a knowing and an understanding in this lifetime of what true power is. But also, not only that, actually, no, that's not true. When I lost, when I lost everything, I had an initiation in Boulder where I trusted a whole group of people who were in an ayahuasca circle with me. They were my teachers and other beings who like were like, yes, come in, you're gonna help do the ceremony, da 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 da. da. And then just like back, back stab, we hate you, like evil, oh, evil. Wow. During when I was on ayahuasca, psychic attack, the whole thing. I mean, like during the ceremony, beyond the beyond. So, so, so over repeated things over, over, over time. It was nuts. I had to go through that experience, kind of not understanding what was happening because of erring on the side of compassion and wanting to trust these people that I had kind of like over years devoted a practice to. I mean, it gets really insidious. And I think a lot of people, maybe some people listening who have been in spiritual communities where it can get a little squirrely with the energies and people Absolutely. can, it. but, it, but the reason you don't know where some of them are coming from. I mean, I actually have a couple of friends that they're, they're really becoming a stand for standing up for those that are in this conscious communities, healers that so-called say healers yet are manipulative or creating these cults and making people think that you must have a healer in your life where i truly believe everyone can be their own healer and i i coach and guide people to be their own healers to be the master of themselves and i do that as a healer and i don't believe that i'm the one healing them right whereas you see so many others that just manipulate these poor souls really and so I, i get the human compassionate side right (laughs) and and because it becomes your spiritual practice you don't want to let it go so it's like it's like it becomes so tied into like well i can't face what's actually here and happening because this is where i come to connect with god so how can that like it's very it's it gets very sticky in that way right so as i as the the grace um ramdas says this actually he says that if you have a method you have to pray that it self-destructs because you don't want to be attached to anything so you want to be able to release the method so the ayahuasca ceremonies was my method for connecting and it self-destructed and in that self-destruction that's where i learned what true power really is because Mm -hmm. mine was tried to be taken from me and then what happened was i ended up going through this like weird initiation where it's like okay now i have nothing and now i'm starting completely over but then one invitation and the invitation looked like exactly like where i thought i was going on the other path so it was like would you like to co-lead the ceremony with me would you like it's a small ceremony we're just singing into one person who has a metal poisoning and then like embodying my inner shamanic nature Mm. right and then not only that seeing the not the power that moved through me but 
in a way, yes, that, but also the reflection of who I was in the ceremonial space when I had enough room to breathe and embody it was home. And I was so grateful for that reflection that I didn't create with my intention or my ambition, but was shown to me and in my service to the other woman who I was doing healing with in not only in the ceremony, but then afterwards, again, I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is my path. This is what I thought was true. And then I was made doubt it because of the sabotage, but it wasn't, that wasn't true. That was ego. And so it taught me a lot. It taught me about the circle. And like, when we are in leadership, we can actually lead and, and share power. And that's what I, that's the long story short of when I said, I came into this world with an intrinsic knowing of what power is, but it's not true. I came into this world needing to know how to hold power in a way that it was all of ours at the same time, that there was some kind of transcendent nature to it. And that the, you could, there was no lessening if other people around you held power and that you can co hold power. It doesn't have to be oppressive like it is in our culture over and under. It can actually be shared. Yeah. And I think yeah. as somebody, and you know this too, as a woman's empowerment coach, this is like, I feel, um, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Like, I feel like the way that I lead and serve and like my outsider archetype, but my inclusion and the way that I, I give to women to allow them to become their own teacher without, I had a mentor once and then I'll, and then I'll stop talking and a mentor once. And she said to me, she goes, huh, she's an older woman. She was like almost six, in her sixties. And she's like, oh, interesting. You really empower your clients. You don't make it about you. Huh? That's good. And I was like, <laughs> like there's another option, but, yeah. but it is, that's true that they're there. And I'm so sad that healers get such a bad rap because there are so many human, cause it's so trendy nowadays. It's it so I know. And that's the thing is it's like now that we're in this space and it's more in a sense popular, Right. Whereas I feel like even just five years ago or 10 years ago, oh my gosh, we would be looked at as like cray cray. <laughs> right. And I feel like that said, we do have to still have that sacred space to allow people to take responsibility for their own lives rather than and letting people know that, hey, if someone tells you, I will heal you, <laughs> run the other way. <laughs> because that that honestly, for me, like if I, if someone says that to me, even I mean, now, obviously, but even before I would probably question it a little bit, right? Because we have it all within us. And the whole thing with one love, one power, we are one together, right? We like even look at us, we work in, in a similar, like niche, in a sense, yet, it doesn't matter because there are so many people that are going to one either be attracted your tribe is going to be attracted to you my tribe attracted to me it doesn't even there's abundance right it's not about competition it's about collaboration and so i do believe that having gone through this experience of the betrayal and the phoenix rising i'm all about phoenix i'm going to get a tattoo of phoenix rising i'm telling you <laughs> because <laughs> I do believe that I am that and it's like over and over again right that's phoenix rising for you and it's like that's what has you really surrender to divinity in all ways 
thousand percent. The phoenix is also a really important and strong metaphor for me as well. I in 2012, I met a man named he went by Phoenix mm. uh, and now he's my spirit guide. We were friends for one year um, and he really recognized me as a soul. He was really, really important. And I'm so grateful for that ayahuasca circle during that time because I actually saw him a lot as he after he crossed and when he was in the limbo space and all of that mm. stuff, I had ceremony and now he's mm. one of my guys. That's amazing. It is. And so I love that you mentioned that and that it's a thing for you. But this definitely was a, you know, I'm a Scorpio. Are you, are you a Scorpio? I'm not. I'm an Aquarius. Oh, ooh, fancy. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Um, but the Scorpio has the Scorpion, the Eagle and the Phoenix as like the three stages. And I really resonate a lot with the Eagle. I feel like I am an Eagle, but I also feel like that particular initiation was me understanding the walk of what it is to really be burned to ash. Mm. And then the beautiful rising that happens because, and I just posted this today, it's like, you can't, like, no one can take power from you. No one can take anything from you. You can have experiences that give you a lot of deep trauma and, but you, who you are as essence, as soul, a lot of the things that I do in my work are like talking about people's souls, seeing them as a soul. I have a crazy uncanny ability to like see into the, per the essence of a being mm. and what they are archetypally. And like cosmologically, like what their patterns have been, what the what the past and the family lines have been, it's the lineage that they're transmuting. It's it's amazing. But that part of you is eternal. And that eternal part of you cannot be changed by things that happen. And the more that we identify with that eternal part of us, if we did, we would have kinder hearts, we would be more compassionate, we would see the oneness, and we would celebrate each other more and understand that like what you were talking about with the scarcity and the abundance etc it's like if we i notice that the more generous i am if people ask me questions in my coaching practice if people the more i give the more the more i get back it doesn't come direct from those sources but it comes from every freaking where yeah and balance I, yeah absolutely I, that makes yeah. me so happy <laughs> it's so exciting too i i noticed that too because i had a huge shift from autopilot and i went from scarcity negativity and all like i was an engineer in the in my this lifetime but like software yes you were using that part of your mind yeah totally yeah and so it's like to go from that to all of a sudden waking up and i'm like now here right and i know it was all it was all for me to catapult to where i am today i probably would have gotten here 15 20 years later and this whole brain tumor journey that I had, I truly believe is what got me to where my soul's purpose is at a much quicker pace to be able to do the work in this time, right? In this time that we're in, like the higher consciousness is truly like it's just been rise, rising. And it's just an amazing time for us to be that. And we're still going to have those human experiences because like, that's that's what we're here for. We're here to heal those different layers and whatnot. And so it's amazing to hear from someone like yourself, where you just had these experiences too. And seeing like, like when you went through that whole, that Phoenix, I'm going to call it Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix yeah. rising for yourself. Like, did you notice if you had some like mindset shifts or did you notice like something shifted? Well, because of the karma, I believe in karma, really hardcore. In fact, so much that like, ironically, one of my, I had an astrology reading like two years afterwards and the astrologer was, he's like this really funny guy. And he was like, 
So you have a thing in your chart that says you will uh, be a part of a spiritual community and they're supposed to take care of you and you trust them very much. Um, <laughs> and then they betray you. Has anything like that happened to you? And I was like, oh, yeah, it happened two oh, years ago. So, so because of the karmic period and maybe you've experienced relationships like this, when you're playing out karma, it's almost as if you're under a spell. You're a little dissociated. You're making choices. You don't even know. It's like it's happening through you a little bit or like you're swimming through water. So when I was living, I was living in Boulder at the time. It was like that. I was like, what is it? Where am I? I don't even know what's happening. So I was just like <laughs> going with the moment. And then, yeah, it was like it took it took time. It took a few years for that whole trend, that whole graph. And you can also look at it astrologically like Saturn. I am have Scorpio Saturn. So I thought my Saturn return was like discovering the plant medicine and like whatever. I became a teacher, college professor, all these things. And then Saturn hit the rest of my, rest of my chart is Sagittarius. So when Saturn went through Sagittarius, it like hit everything in my all the planets. And I was like, Ugh! it was like falling off a mountain and like hitting every rock down. It was like, oh, oh, oh. But it purified me. It purified mm -hmm. me because now mm -hmm. I understand truth. I don't fall for flattery. Um, I'm not, uh, I can siphon. Like I can hear conscious, well, I think also that's like the last few years. So, so yeah, there was a maturation in my thinking when I started to heal from it. And then I think if you, after one goes, through, I mean, you must have gone with the brain tumor. I can't even imagine having a physical thing because that's like its own. Mine was like psychic warfare, right? But yours is like a physical thing to like be in relationship to. That must have taken so much attunement, you know, to work with and it's that's like i don't know i just reverence for all of that process because it's very very it's very deep but um yeah as i was navigating it like in the years later once you start to see the truth of who you are from that being stripped no one can ever take any that from you anymore it's like you earn your stripes and and for me you know the maturity of coming into womanhood in that way of like being embodied and then i had to do a lot of work around I went through the ringer with like the polarity work and the masculine feminine integration of my own inner masculine inner feminine. Um, some of the teachers telling me that certain aspects of my the warrior in my being being masculine, but I, but then me finding out on my on my own through things that didn't feel right with certain teachers and being like, no, 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 that's fierce feminine and that's dark feminine. And that might be not palatable to that man who's telling me that it's too masculine, but it does. And so there were layers and layers and layers of wisdom that have like gotten in and I'll be 40 this year. And so now I'm like, okay. And I'm sure when I'm 50, I'm going to think that I was a baby at 40, just like <laughs> we always I thought do. I was together when I was 30 <laughs> and I realized how much of a child I still was in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definite mindset shifts of, of life being a healing journey mm -hmm. and and a and it's funny i also feel like teachers need to have that humility and that studentship of like being able to live life will i mean you said you have the phoenix karma too so if you you were constantly going to the top of the mountain and then it crumbles down and then we we're reborn there's a rebirthing and and i think that that's actually dark feminine codes like witches and wise women and women who are shunned by that's my whole release the witch moon thing like the women who have the power and the majesty and the magnificence 
they're like, oh no, not here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> safe, safe, safe. No, no, no. And it's like, we're the ones who are going to heal the earth, but yeah. we'll wait. <laughs> do that. I mean, I truly do. Cause I truly do believe like the, the I, I'm really resonating with this, the fierce that, that, cause I always have seen myself as like a very strong person. I mean, I've told that like all the time and I can see it. I'm like, even right now I'm going through like a fertility journey. We've been trying oh. since like November, 2020. So we're going on almost three years and no joke. It's been emotionally more, I feel like t tougher on me than the anything of the brain tumor journey was, even oh. though that was like stage four, like you're going to die. Right. I shouldn't be here right now type of thing. And this is just this constant up and down roller coaster. And I'm like, I know this is to expand me and expand who I'm going to touch. And I know my next level is to work with those that are dealing with fertility struggles. And I see that coming more and more, honestly, anyway. And really, I truly always say it's like the greater the struggle and the pain and the greater the gratitude and the gain. And those like us that are here to heal the earth, we're going to unfortunately go through more shit <laughs> i feel like to in order to get us to catapult to the next level like really up level elevate and it's really for others to serve others too right that would be another wake up that i had to wish that um and i now i teach mentorship groups right like mm. every year i have like you know right now i have five women last year i had like eight women so they're pretty small and intimate but la it was last year and the group's name was surrender talking about what that is and that that your your hero's journey in the cycle and then a lot of the clients that were coming to me were about to do like a death portal but they were like no i don't want to i'm hanging on and then it's like well wait but when you surrender that's when you get the transformation you know you're you're able to go full circle through the journey mm -hmm. um but why did i mention that i mentioned that because da, 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 da. what were you just saying about the fertility cycle? oh just going through this fertility journey and how it's oh, tougher yeah no 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 oh, to the next level you have to no it was because okay check this out the priestess mm. path like mm. when i was telling my students i was like i wish i could tell you that everything was cool like <laughs> it was like it was like these because these women were kind the young women are coming to me and being like, I don't have the courage to be as witchy as I truly am. I don't have the courage to bang the drum. Because even scared, putting I put a I had a client recently this year where we went out to the woods and did like because she lived in Austin and we did and she was like, I'm it's why am I so scared of my power and like hitting the drum? Like, ah, you know, I mean it's amazing what really embodied feminine powerful things mm. will do when a woman's not quite allowed to own herself in a certain way whether that's karmic past life or trauma from this life it's like very visceral but when a when a woman identifies with the priestess archetype i feel like that was a pact made eons ago somewhere that we are in service temple work for the rest of forever and for some reason we have super high highs and super low lows mm -hmm. and we will, you know executed right we will be like you know and but then the super high highs are the gift of being a conduit between heaven and earth and being able to sing to the rain and the wind and have it sing back to you i mean come on and up with others. Absolutely. It's like, I, I, you don't know how many people just come to me and say, oh my God, just being around you. I feel like my energy is higher. I feel so much better. And, and it's just me being me, 
right? And it's because of all the really lows, like you said, that have allowed me to just live life to the fullest in the face of any circumstance. Even this whole month has been like, oh my God, like a complete roller coaster. Yet I'm like, no, I feel the feels. I always say you got to allow yourself to really feel all the feelings too. I'm not suppressing, right? And it's like, what can I do to constantly just get to that place and spark joy and love and get to that high vibration? Because I know that with that, then I'm going to be able to be my best with my clients, be my best on this interview with you, right? And have like the best life possible. And looking at all the things that happen is like, what did I learn from it? What gifts came out of it? And so that's just how I guide everyone as well. Um, and I, I do more one-on-one, so I, I'd like to do group, but I feel like I'm not there yet. I had one group one time <laughs> and, uh, and I've, I've attempted and it just hasn't worked out. And cause I do subconscious reprogramming work. I don't know if you've heard of site K. Have you? Heard? Okay. So that's what I facilitate. And that's more of like a one-on-one thing. So it's, looking into it's hypnotherapy ish, you know, yeah, I guess you could ish. do group, group meditations that had a theme. Mm. Um, I love my one-on-ones to be honest with you. I was like, literally, I was just telling my mom that I was like, man, I I love the groups that I teach as well, but my one-on-ones I would do if I was just telling one of my clients, I would do this for free if I didn't have bills. Like, I (laughs) love it. I would would do this all day. I would be like, what you want to talk about? (laughs) This is your karma in the psyche. No problem. Got that. She was like, wow. I'm like, yeah, I'm great at this. I love this. This is my jam. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's my happy place for sure. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing that I wanted to say into what you said, but now I can't remember. Oh, shoot. Come, 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 come. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I can't. It's lost. Have, I feel like we have just so much to share. It's like, <laughs> I love it because it's like the first time that we've actually connected. I mean, I actually remember seeing all your posts about Dalai Lama and that oh, whole thing. Really? Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, I feel like that's when I started seeing more of your things because I, I mean, I'll be honest, when I first saw that, I was like, whoa, what just happened there? And of course, all the people making all all the pedophile, you know, comments and whatnot. But when I read when I read what you had written and I started looking more into it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that is the Tibetan culture. So like people just don't know. And they just are so fast, especially behind, you know, computers where no one can see them to just throw their opinions out there. And as if like it's the truth or something. Right. And of course, to each their own. But it's like, I remember that's when I really got connected with you because I'm like, I love that you're just sharing something that you truly believe in and you educated me. Right. And then I saw more of that coming out from others that were from Tibet saying that, no, this is part of our culture, actually, like, you know, the tongue sticking out. We're going to eat the tongue. Yeah, eat the tongue. Yeah, it's like there's like something about the culture. And I was like, oh, see, we don't know what cultures are. Like, why are people just making these judgments for no reason? And it's because just unfortunately, there's just so much division right now that I truly am doing my best to bring in as much love possible because it all starts here. Like, I'm Persian. And right now with what's happening in Iran, it's absolutely insane. Yet no one knows about it. It's no like literally, yeah, is like, exactly but you know about. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's going to shut down. It's totally. like still happening, but no one talks about it. I know. And that's and what's heartbreaking. Like, that's actually what's more heartbreaking. What's heartbreaking mm-hmm. is that we have a culture. I mean, I've been posting memes for the first time on my Instagram after I swore that I would never post because <laughs> I, I did it one time 
there was, it was just like an impulse. It was like this, this, this. And I posted like 10 things and it, I, I thought it was funny what I was doing. So I was like, oh, this is going to be, and I got more likes on that post than any other one. So I'm like, okay, how can I, cause I, I'm a teacher, you know, where I'm a teacher, like, just like you said with the, the compassion piece of the Dalai Lama, it's like, I, my push, my impulse is to serve and teach humanity and, you know, not to talk crap about like all of humanity but like we are really not at a place where i thought we were and i thought that i'm like learning that recently i'm learning that with people what they can digest in 30 second bites i'm learning that with like watching what's trendy on instagram and what the mass consciousness actually plugs into versus like what spiritual nerd michelle plugs into and like i get told all the time because of social media like people who are like i'm gonna review your account they're like you need to be more human you look like a teacher and i'm like this is legit who i am i am a dork but the thing is is like i guess i come off more personality you know i'm also from south florida i've got a little hood like edge you know? <laughs> i was like yeah. hippie raver goth michelle like that's who i was when i was in high school and and so i i get all of that but there i miss sophistication mm -hmm. and i miss like old world maturity and i miss people who have a way about them that is wise and i'm like where are my people who and that that ironically runs my business because i am who i am and i don't have a whole large following but the women who see and hear me are like, oh, where has this been? It's like Oasis in the Desert vibes, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like there's a, there's a depth to my being and what I embody that I get to teach, but I'm, at, I'm even learning on my own journey how to, how to translate some of the esoteric concepts that I know and learn and how to guide a whole a whole civilization if i want to be that grandiose of people who really good people that i saw who who have like a narrow more mindset even if they think that they are spiritual but are really confused about like the material aspects and like think that certain things that are spiritual are really just like really ego cloaks of ambition in disguise of you know and not people who just i don't know who aren't um who who you know, to open hearts to be more passionate about reverence and and prayer, not in a religious way, but in a in a way that attunes us to all that is. That's the thing that I wanted to talk about. Mm. I forgot because mm. you said people heal just by being around me. Mm. And I think that's a big part of my personal prayer that I walk in and what I teach in my little lingo. I say, become an embodiment of healing. So own your power through your voice, but you become an embodiment of healing. And, you know, I don't want to, to each their own, but I, I wouldn't know why you wouldn't want to do that. Like, why wouldn't you want to, to weave yourself to all of the natural world and live in, in accordance with natural law and the wheel of the year and the, and the witchy pagan practices that really bring us into the purity of all of life so that life can flow through us as a channel and then people come into our frequency and we radiate love out at them and that's that circles back from the very beginning of the 
thing. So I, I go to humanity, right? I leave Florida, I leave where I'm home and I go out into the hippie spiritual world and I'm like, I'm full of love. And they're like, it's literally in the Simpsons. It's like, she's full of love, kill her. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, it is the same thing with, with the Dalai Lama. When I made this video and then I put that clip at the Simpsons at the bottom where like Mr. Burns is radioactive and he comes back and they all see him and he's like, and he's like got his eyes really big and he's like, I'm he's full of love, he's full of love, kill it. And I'm like, wow, we really live in the dark ages a little bit still. Fascinating. Even in the spiritual community, also fascinating. But what else are we going to do? But what else is, is there to do but serve what mm -hmm. is here now and hope that my transmission and some, it's loka samasta sukino bhavantu. May all the beings in all the universes be happy and free of suffering. Yes. suffering. My May my actions in some small way contribute to the cessation of suffering for all beings. Absolutely. And that's truly what I embody because like when like I was saying all the Iran stuff was happening, I mean, it was a lot for, for me. It still is. And I keep pouring them with love energy. I keep pouring like wow. them violet flame because at this point, what else? I mean, I mean, I actually have gone into surrogation with the people to be able to like really do whatever I can from an energetic standpoint wow. and do it from like a higher vibration because going to protests as great as it was for me to release the anger and frustration, it was, it's not serving a true purpose because mm -hmm. things are not changing. Right. And so it's really embodying like that love being love and allowing that to just vibe outside of us and I, I remember seeing somewhere that those like with like i think it's like if you have enlightenment frequency you're like able to uplift like i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people and it was like a whole thing i can't remember specifically but i remember seeing that based on what frequency that you're vibrating out you actually can impact others around you and uplift their vibration as well so it's like, yeah, like you said, why not? Why not be that? Why not thrive for that? And I do believe it's because we're getting to that place where sh just shit is coming to the surface. I see us in a cocoon. I see us going through labor <laughs> right now, like as, as like a humanity, as earth, it's like, there is so much happening. And I feel like all this has to happen in order for us to really transform and have a new birth of some kind. Yeah, right? yeah. Whatever that's going to look like, I don't know. And I just rather hold that vision <laughs> than to say, oh, we're all going to the hell and we're all dying and earth is going to crumble. And I just rather look at it from that perspective than the negative one, I guess that's just my personal preference really it's just to say hey like this has to happen for everything to just come up and out right the astrologers that i follow speak to that that um and so i a channeler that i follow too who talks about the timeline says that after 2025 mm -hmm. it'll um all of the outer planets change so pluto fully moves into aquarius saturn i think is still in pisces i'm not sure but some so there's some some changes of things that have been in place for the last 15 20 years etc and then 
it should be that this year, but I also heard next year is going to be kind of wavy as well, and maybe not so much better than the last couple of years have been, because we know, and I, that's a big other part of my work um, to nerd out for a moment is I've been tracking the cycle since like 2012, which I guess mm. would be my 2011, I became a yoga teacher, and that was kind of like mm. my spiritual awakening time. And then I can see chapters of energy, 2012 to 2016 was a chapter. 2016, you could say, so this one, it gets a little iffy. 2016 kind of to 2022 was a wave, but it breaks out into groups of like two years. So 16 to 18 was a chapter, 18 to 20 was a chapter. 20 was this wild card frequency, uh, which is, yeah, it was really reset. And then 20 to 22 was a chapter. And then this summer I felt like it was a, a message, like 10 years that like linked back. I could watch things that were happening in my pattern to what was happening 10 years prior. So it was like 2012 till I would say maybe maybe last year, 2022. And then now this year we're in like a kind of a new wave. Maybe that'll go, who knows, to admit it, maybe another Definitely feels wavy this year, not gonna lie. It's wavy, it's okay. <laughs> but these are cyclical waves of ascension and you can see they're like initiations and choice points. Like 2012, there was like things that came into my life, 2016, again, things that big changes that happen that mm. really allow um, let's use the word timelines to like start or people meet or there are choice points where like the souls go for those of us who are on like a path of awakening it's like an up level boop, and then like the next couple of years you're integrating that and then boop, and then you know and so yeah definitely and more people are seeing what spirituality is you know oh, they're learning different levels of it that was a cool thing that i saw on um i watched this master tibetan master speak and he said this cool thing that I'm going to drop and it's not mine. It's way, he's way cooler than me. And it was half of the world is regular people. And those people have consciousness like children. They argue, they fight, they squabble. This is mine. No, that is mine. No, it's my toy. You know, it's more in like toddler consciousness, he said. And the other half is yogis. Mm. And in the yogis, there are levels of yogi. And those who have like super duper consciousness, right? And then like we have like people me down here. I'm like, Baki, I know mantras, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and different different levels of yogi, you know. Um, and so it's it, I I can I saw that that really taught me something is like the difference between you know when people are yogis and they really understand the reverence of life. Mm. And then there's people who they're not quite there yet, but hopefully. Yeah, hopefully yeah, exactly. And podcast and are <laughs> waving our flags about truth and compassion, you know, that they all start to, un their hearts will open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I truly believe it's possible for every one of us because the soul is there. And of course, the whole free will thing, yes. Um, and I, I do believe that we are in a whole nother place now than we were even five, like you said, like I remember 2012, like watching something on like, it was like spirit science or something. And they were talking yep. about like 2012 and 2020. And I was like, back then I was engineering world, very much like in my IT engineer watching world. spirit science videos. That's adorable. <laughs> and, I was, and I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? You know? And so it was just, it was interesting how life is like a zipper. I always just say like, it's just things mm. just come together. Um, and I do feel like it's just, it, it really comes down to really balancing like the mind, body, spirit, which I feel like as a yogi, that's something that you do, right? I mean, you have, it's all three connected and it's so all important three. to, 
to really not not say like oh one is more important than the other all three are equally essential and i feel like that is something that's becoming more uh, known and more focused on as we are moving up in a sense maybe not so much in the western world or <laughs> western science and western med but I think we're going to get there. I do. on Western medicine. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Although I'll say this, I did have, because I'm all about frequency healing. And I mean, how, I mean, it's just such a thing where it's like, how can we not be using frequency for healing, right? We, everything, of every part of us is a, an, a frequency. We have frequency everywhere. Cancer, every cancer cell has a frequency to it. And no. I did have a prescription um actual western medicine prescription where i wore these arrays on my bald head back then that actually sent frequency and targeted the oh. actual specific fast growing cells which were the glioblastoma cells right but it was specific for those cells to stop them from replicating so that to me is huge and i believe they were creating another one for i think it was pancreatic cancer or i don't remember but this was i mean we're talking about me 2017 is when i went through all this so at this point 17 too everything that i was talking about oh no way see and you know what's funny 2017 that is we have so much because you know i grew up in colorado i actually went to college my first year in boulder (laughs) oh sweet well you're not also from florida are you because that's no that i'm not (laughs) or new york about New York. No, no, just color. Born in Germany, grew up in Colorado. Oh, Germany. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Bit of international. And it's just one of those things where I do believe that having been through all the different places, I mean, I did live in Iran for a year in seventh grade and all these things, but it has allowed me to be a chameleon and really be relatable with so many more people. Right? Right. So that's the thing is when you have a lot of these experiences, you can get more relatable to more people like you know your little hip-hop like i totally have that too <laughs> like little hood <laughs> like same right and it allows you to just be a chameleon and yeah. i i i think that's like a gift really i think that's also um the goddess the goddess mm-hmm. and the dark feminine like that archetype to be able to like we the fierce feminine is not scared of all the dark of other people's darkness they're like oh really oh you experienced that i understand grief Oh, you had really deep pain. That doesn't scare. I I opened my arms to that, you know, Mm -hmm. more of that in the world. This is what's going to heal the world (laughs) and our culture. I love it. So it sounds like you've definitely like really thrived from just that whole situation. I do sense that you got a lot of wins and gifts out of all that that came out of that. I feel like I have a deeper understanding of human nature, Mm. for better or worse, what that is. And that that was really my wake up of like what that is. And then, you know, where 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 the thing like for me, attachments, being able to let go of things when they're not serving you, you know, instead of clinging on to them because you are a Scorpio and letting go of stuff is hard. <laughs> right. Not making that label you, right? No labels. <laughs> no, but it's so true. I mean, for me, that that, that is how I experience that in a deep way. Scorpio, like, is like, rah, I, love, <laughs> I will, oh, I will be attached to you. But it's not. It doesn't have to. You can, um, you know. I learned if it comes, come. Let it come. If it goes, let it go. You know. And true surrender. True surrender. And that, and that, in that same way that we were talking about abundance. There's no scarcity in that. And who you are is eternal. 
And if you lean on, I mean, to be honest, I'm still integrating this one, trusting all of life, trusting the messages that come. Like you, if you specifically watch who comes into your field at what time instead of future tripping into like, what can you create through your ambition and your intellect and your mind and you receive what is here now in this moment and you're actually content to have it, that's a big one that I'm still fine tuning then you can receive from life as your teacher and then there's this deep exchange between you and the world and i feel like ha that's where like happiness and and um fulfillment actually lives and 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 being a student of of what you're here for in life but i that takes a lot of faith to believe that life itself even in the pitfalls is benevolent to you and wants your soul to grow from that and I didn't have that before the situation. It was more about kind of selfish of why I, wa I wanted to be altruistic and such, but I wanted to have my own needs met. And then now I understand the discernment between, hey, if it's not working, it's not meant to. What else is here? Where do I need to redirect myself and go? And then there's a self-reliance now that I have a maturity um, and a grace and, a, and a, I, I feel like a, a heart-centeredness that I can hold space in a way that I couldn't before. And, um, and I won't get lost in things like thinking that they're me. Like, my, mm -hmm. like when I channel and do a beautiful insight timer session ceremony, I'm just happy that I even mm -hmm. get to do it because yeah. I go away. You never know. Yeah. As my yeah. say, you never know. And but like, yay. Yay that I get to do this work. That was a big, that was a big lesson, but that was not only from the initiation, it's just also, you know, life and the reverence for life and that life becomes your teacher. It's really yeah. beautiful. And it's, uh, like you mentioned that being too naive or compassionate is what, what in a sense was what caused you to have this awakening. Well, technically, I think it was me not having boundaries, to be honest, and being highly yeah. compassionate and not yeah. Ending that people, not everybody else is that way. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. And but like, look, it, it really gave you this gift of still being compassionate. Obviously, that's who you yeah. are. It's like, yeah. I can feel it. Like, I see it. And it's being that with those healthy boundaries, being very particular and having intentions. And that's what I had to do too. Like, being very intentional about who I let in my inner circle. <laughs> Right? because it truly is a balance at this point and i now love myself unconditionally so i don't need to validate or approve myself or anything like that where my younger self definitely had to do all that kind of stuff right so it is huge to go through this life journey healing a lot of a lot of really sensitive women because i work with a lot of sensitive women in their 20s and 30s and I was telling, who was, I was standing in front of a woman. Oh yes, she was in her twenties. The other woman who I was talking to was in her thirties. And then now I'm approaching my forties and she was talking about boundaries. And I said, that's, that's one of them that yes, you can do work on quote unquote, but that's one of those things that mature as you go, as you become a woman. Like, I think that we all as women want to, we're relationship oriented, not only relationship partner, but like 
all of, you know, we're a lot, we're just like feeding everybody all the time and nourishing everybody all the time and wanting to support everything and give ourselves away constantly. And then slowly you're like, okay, you learn, like, where is that? Yeah. Where my gifts? Yeah, exactly. Well, especially, I don't know, you seem like an extrovert. I'm like probably 98% extrovert. So for me, Are you? Like, oh my gosh. Yes. I seldom do I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy it alone, like solo time. And it's like, I need it minimally. I much more get energy from others. So for me, I used to be quantity, 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 whereas wow. now it's like quality. And I still love having my, you know, ladies time and doing it in a way where it doesn't have to be this massive group of people like I had to do back in my oh, 20s, I 30s, you know? Yeah. But it's just, it's like learning to really, like you said, mature getting much more much like that maturity it's like learning more that to me is also mastering yourself so it's really like you guys, <laughs> yes like my drop <laughs> but it's like you gotta be able to really learn who you are who you are not I and mean, that's really the work that i do is really teaching people guiding people through yeah. that and getting to know who you who this is right exactly. who you and are that's not, unfortunately they don't teach that in school but no, i, I am I'm half half with I'm actually more introvert the older okay. Scorpio is taking mm. over so I recharge by myself okay I'm Sagittarius rising in five plants and Sag and I used to do theater so and I do I love performance and stuff like that so I'm very colorful and yeah. I was gonna uh, I, say you seem very extroverted everybody somebody said that to me yesterday at a meet and greet she was like oh you're not extrovert I'm like no actually it totally totally oh, not very very uh I I spend a lot of time alone and mm. I I recognize more and more. Sometimes I'm like, well, why are you so alone a lot? And then I like, I, I actually understand that it, it's, um, there's a, there's a, uh, it like purifies by being, so that would be an introvert, like, right, right. It's like getting all of those other energies out of my field. And because I, I have such a freaking, I mean, <laughs> I sound so nerdy, but like, I, I really do have like a really deep dialogue with spirit you know sometimes even not as deep as i like but a, at least that the silence and the alone time and that the conversation is there it's not always there i'm not like perfect i'm not saying like i'm some kind of whatever wizard well i'm a little bit of a wizard but <laughs> but but sometimes i'm in my mind like a normal mm -hmm. human and then i some i like it just happened like yesterday i remembered and i was like oh wait pray don't worry about this like have a conversation and so even if i'm only talking to myself there's something that I all of a sudden get reverent. I draw a card. My whole, I went outside to meditate at the park. I was like, oh, I'm on cruise control now. Anything that happened, I got like four things today, interview, <laughs> like three clients and a, and a group program, no problem. I got that because I did the, you know, the inner detox, the cleaning of the space and mm, like this. Yeah. That, like, mm, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, it's so interesting to me because so many people they in this world, I feel like, work like work through that differently too like for me it's like it just comes whenever right if i have like the little indecision i'm like okay stop i see words like that's my primary way of just like receiving and I see words see visions it's like a typewriter in capital letters <laughs> that's how i see like that's and i'm like ooh, there goes that that's why i kept seeing the word compassionate and i'm like oh you definitely are that and it's like you've like elevated that level of compassion right and it's just comes and so with or without other people and then i think that's why it really is like an extrovert right because it comes either way 
And I don't know. It's just something I can't explain because I have friends who are like, well, don't you need to like clear the space or this? I'm like, it kind of feels like it clears on its own. I don't know. I can't explain it. Oh, God. I wish I had that resilience. I'm so sensitive. Yeah. And that's what I hear. I, you know, I really learned to compartmentalize, I think. I think I've just become really, and I don't know if it's just, because I think I was always like that. Well, I'm that's sure. the difference astrologically, you know, air sign Aquarius. I don't know what your, your moon or your rising is, but I, I think have... Capricorn. Oh, girl, you're badass. Like, that, <laughs> that, be like... <laughs> I don't know astrology very well, but I know Aquarius is, yes, my sun and then moon is Capricorn. And what's yeah. that? I don't know what so you have earth and air so you're like super grounded and then like analytical and like able mm. to do so i'm like double water i have like pisces moon which is like the okay. most compassion i mean like that's what that means it's like infinite love soupiness me scorpio <laughs> shell and then sagittarius rising adventure girl you know like gypsy bohemian dude. <laughs> i love it um yeah but 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 the the scorpio and the pisces the water water combination you know water ocean you know it's like where well, something happened i you know the juice fell My <laughs> like what are you gonna do if something actually happens <laughs> but actually strangely that's a scorpio gift when something actually happens that's when i'm a warrior and i'm uh, what do you mean? yeah you know yeah. it's amazing but if the juice falls i get very sad <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i'm definitely like you know the hsp highly sensitive yes. like i definitely yes. am that and i never really understood it and i used to get called sensitive but like i used to try to show i'm like the strong lion and blah 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 because i didn't want to get hurt right and uh, now like i i can cry at a drop but like i could probably just cry right now for you right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just i i believe like vulnerability there's just so much power in it so it's yeah. just like allowing yourself to just be you i cry from gratitude just the other day with my client like i'm acknowledging her and she starts crying and i'm like i'm gonna cry with you now right beautiful allowing things to flow i think is just when we really truly connect to the soul oh right that's so good i'm i'm so grateful to hear that there's other women who have the same kind of like frequency that i hold that are doing this and helping other women come to that because it doesn't yeah. all look like that you know? no absolutely i know and that's why coaching takes a lot of different forms but i hear the truth in what you're saying about like the being with somebody like the intimacy that and like yeah. them and allowing them to be in their own magnificence and bowing to it and like letting them in be so happy for their journey <laughs> yeah not taking responsibility it's not my responsibility to you know it's each to each their own and i'm here to guide and uh -huh. that was a huge lesson for me to learn huge because yeah. you take responsibility for other people's lives <laughs> it's a lot of healers do a lot of beginning people who come to me who are doing this work they mm -hmm. They stunt themselves and their growth because of perfectionism, a little bit because of family stuff. And then the other, or, or like, what are people going to say about me? And then the other part is they feel like they, they have to somehow champion the other person in some way that like right. gives them results in a way that the, blah, 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 it's quantifiable and it needs to, you know, have all these different outcomes. And it's very, they, it's like very materialistic in that way. And I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> no, it's and that's that's why again, like you know, full circle back. But it's like, how can we all really embrace life as a healing journey? Because yeah. that's what we're here for. We're gonna be here to the day we die, and we get to choose if we're gonna just grow or 
not in either way. It all goes to the same place because we're all dying, right? And mm. I feel like I will always choose the path of growth. And maybe with that choice, I end up experiencing things that like this fertility journey that is not so fun. Yeah. And at the end, it's because it's I'm learning through this, right? Our, my, I'm, something with my soul chose this path for a reason. And it's really looking at it as like, okay, what was the gift in this? Won't know that now, <laughs> but like down the road. Obviously, you and your body is a teacher. Your, yeah. your physical body is a big teacher for you. Right? In this, it yeah. is. It truly is. At, like majority of things that I've just, uh, experienced, I feel like have been physical body. There you go. Yeah. So is, that's your Yours is more spiritual. Mine's like anything right? not in a body. Yeah. Like, like spirit. Like, it took me like two, it took me like ten years to build an email list and like have a business in that way. I was like, which is why I said with the Capricorn Aquarius, I was like, oh, that's amazing. But no, totally. My astral, everything astral. That's very Pisces, and I have a lot of twelfth house as well. It's like I, for some reason, have this library almost. Not so much Akashic records. I go into the library, but like I, it's like I see it mapped out. So just like you were talking about, you see the words. Like mm -hmm. I can feel the threads of people's like astral identity, wow. everything archetypally. Since I was nine years old, man, when I was like, I was like learning about myths and astrology and all of the archetypes, like for some reason, all of that was like, click. I already know. I so what do you yeah. see with mine? <laughs> well, the body thing is a beautiful, obviously the, um, you said you're Persian. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that when you the fierce feminine, et cetera, like that, there's a very um, in that culture itself that there has a very there's a deep strength and a warriorship, things that would get misconstrued as masculinity, but like passion and fervor and almost like and, and, and as I speak to that and you're glowing in front of me, like I feel like <laughs> a mango dancer. I don't know. Do you dance and I do love dance? It's my soul's language. Yeah. More Persian dancing than anything. Oh, for me. So there might be but, a little bit of that. <laughs> no, yeah, the, uh, the Persian, but the, I saw the dancer and the woman, yeah. you know, with the red dress and like flinging it. So that's beautiful. So, and so you that's do. my favorite colors. So yeah. Okay, well, there you go. So that's what I see. All right. I love it. the park. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, I used to actually uh, do choreo, like choreograph Persian dances, dance, choreograph dances. Yeah, like perform and whatnot. In my Colorado life, when I came out here, I just danced because I just love to flow more for fun. But back in Colorado, since I was a kid, yeah, I did so much of that. Wow. Yeah. Do you ever put that on Instagram and like do reels? Uh, you know, I have some stuff on Facebook. I it's like probably like in the memories somewhere. But um, yeah, I should maybe put that on Instagram. I haven't like done anything new. Doesn't matter. So, they yeah. Don't <laughs> maybe i could i could look into that you could see that or you could see your own version of it now you know mm -hmm. now and, and and bring all of that parts of you out well just dance is such a feminine energy flow right like so much energy moves through us through dance and it's like high vibing right and so i always will say like you want to raise your vibration go put your favorite song on and go dance to it I think it's amazing to have what you have, though. You have something where you're a part of a culture, like a real true lineage, and then you've practiced an art in that lineage. I don't think I quite, I have mine with my, my, my astral lineages, like bhakti mm. yoga and the Native American kind of stream of consciousness that goes through me. And, but, um, but I don't have, I have Armenian on my mother's side. I don't, I oh, don't cool. like, 
from those traditions and very Americanized, but that is, must feel, it must feel very transcendent for you to do those dances and then kind of feel the lineage. Mm-hmm. It truly does. I, I always use as a kid, even, I just remember, even before I was like 10, I, I, I will always remember when I would go do these performances, it was like, I, I would literally say, I just went to another planet. Like, it feels like I'm just dancing in the clouds. I can't even describe it. So, so it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, oh, this is amazing. I'm so glad that we had such a wonderful conversation. Uh, and, and juicy embodied yes, conversation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> talking about, oh, yeah. And, you know, it's what I love about like, doing this podcast for me. I feel like I get to just play. <laughs> and that's what we're doing, right? It's like that feminine inner child play. Cause I'm all about fun and play. I feel like we all need to have more fun and play in our lives. And so I really appreciate you coming on here, sharing your wisdom with us, sharing all about your journey in your life as a healing journey. Right. And yeah, please share about where, if people want to reach out to you, find you. Yes. The call to action, the infamous call to action. <laughs> so my name is Michelle Coutinho. It's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-C-O-U-T-I-N-H-O.com. And you can read all about me on the probably too many words on my website there. Um, you can download the releasing the witch wound meditation kit on my website. So if you scroll down, you can see that there um it's a really really beautiful meditation i have some really nice reviews from inside timer where they're like this is the best 15 minutes of my life that i've spent um so that was a really phenomenal transmission that came through me speaking of inside timer i do weekly lives um at fridays at 9 a.m pacific and those are called vocal alchemy for chakra clearing um i channel my guides on a good day where they speak and basically we do vocal toning through the chakras meditation. I also speak to what's in the collective space. So it's like a bit of an intuitive reading for the psyche of the people. And I love the community there. I have many meditations on there. Some are premium. I'm going to do a mantra course. So that's going to come up in the next month, depending on when you're seeing this. And I do one-on-one work and that is the best, most beautiful, juiciest Mm. thing. Also, I do a mentorship group as well every year, but man, my one-on-one is it's a grace that I love doing and I would serve and do this for without question for the rest of my life. I will do that. Mm. It is, it is, it is, it is what I had a vision of when I was very young. I had a, I had a vision. I was like, women come and they pay me thousands of dollars to have tea with me. And Mm. it it really, it really is that way where we're Mm. like you said, when you were with your client and she's crying and, we're in sisterhood together. And I also work with men too. If there's any men, I work 20% with men um, in like tantric embodiment initiation with the goddess. Um, and then with older women, I work with about their reclamation of the goddess because usually older women have served so much that they have forgotten themselves a little bit in the generation that's like 50s, in their 50s nowadays. Right. Um, there's, there tends to be this reclaiming, I've served, I've done. How do I make peace with all the things that have happened to me? And then um, allowing them to come to their guides. And yeah, it's very multidimensional soul based work. And so if you want to apply for that after listening to all of that, um, you can go to the link bit.ly. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash soul mentorship. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you all for listening. 
till next week's episode, which will be focused on the mind. Thank you for listening to Life is a Healing Journey podcast. You are here to peel and heal one layer at a time, to live your life to the fullest in the face of any circumstance while embracing a life filled with love, joy, and peace. If you are in disharmony in any area of your life and truly desire to be in harmony and committed to elevating your health and well-being, I'm one click away. Find me at healingwithanushka.com. And remember, that's Anushka with a C. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with your loved ones. Get your healing on. Until next time. Thank you.